0: Why, hello there, friend. Yo, 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 yo. What's up, Jeff? How you doing? How's no, How's my, the weekend?
1: The weekend was pretty nice. Not gonna lie, it was nice. Some nice weather. I, as I mentioned before the show, got my nice four miles in today. I haven't ran that far like two months, so it was nice to to get out there with my bud down the street. You know, it's my. I remember my form. I like. And when you run with someone else, it's a lot different. Like when you run by yourself. I just tend to like just slow down a ton when you're with someone else, especially like my friend down the road is like a whole year younger than me, but he's he's like very athletic, and I'm not super athletic. I just like try hard, <laughs> so I I was struggling to keep up. But there was a little bit. I took a little bit of a break and like walked for for like thirty seconds while he ran, and then I caught up. But that was, I got some bad cramps in my calves, so I didn't want to. I know you can. Everyone always says you can just push through those, but I don't want you.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not so a runner.
1: we're primed oh, yeah. for. So today, one of the most controversial positions in the NFL, the running back position. Today we'll be ranking, as well as yeah, some pretty interesting news.
0: <laughs> yes, we, we, know, yeah, we
1: one, do. Uh, let's start this off. This is something I want to talk about. <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott has contracted COVID-19.
0: Yes, I know. So text- reportedly, multiple, multiple Cowboys and multiple Texans have contracted it. But Zeke was obviously notable. He was not happy about it when on, he went to Twitter whining about how the story leaked to the media and how it wasn't his agent that leaked it, but somehow it got leaked. So he thinks it was like doctors? I don't know what he th- I think he thinks it was the doctors because then he tweeted something about like, like I don't remember the exact name of it, but like the basic like doctor patient confidentiality thing. Uh, but yeah, I guess he thinks it was the doctors, but i think it was probably his agent he just doesn't know or or something around along those sorts but either way he should be fine by the season. all of them should be fine by the season start obviously they're you're an nfl player you're one of the most healthy people on this planet so i i don't see much of a problem but you know if he's not ready by when the season starts not good for dallas but it's it's good for Tony
1: pollard and the
0: fantasy (laughs) users yeah
1: I i don't know how many uh if I'm drafting late, I know that when I was in your league this year, I drafted like second to last pick. I wonder how many, people, like, if I'm gonna be able to snag Zeke and a late <laughs> pick this year. Or something. I don't think there's no way, but Probably that'd be interesting. Not, but
0: yeah, you, you, you never know with that. You never know. I want to know who all has it because I'm sure it's not anybody else. Because yeah. if, if the Zeke story leaked, I'm sure they asked about all the bits. Like, I don't think Deshaun died. You saw videos earlier in the kind of like Zeke having parties with Dak Prescott and stuff. So you you wonder about Dak, but I do really know stuff like this. But um, next thing, Kyle Shanahan, head coach of the 49ers, has been extended through 2025. So um, we saw saw an extension coming. He's one of the top coaches in the league, one of the top offensive minds. Man turned Matt Ryan into an MVP. Uh, Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, there's not much to say. I mean, he propelled the 49ers at 13-3, and and I don't see any problem with locking him down.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. He'll be a good coach for many years. Who knows if he'll – I'm sure he'll bring a Super Bowl at some point. Yeah, Um, probably. And he's a good coach, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there, obviously. Um, He is deserving of that extension, definitely.
0: But the last, like, big thing that we have that's happened over the weekend is – Eagles offensive lineman Brandon Brooks has torn his Achilles today, or I don't know if it was today, but the story was leaked today. Um, there's no timetable for return officially at this point, but you can assume that he will not be back this season. Maybe he'll be back for the the playoffs. Maybe I I'm not sure, yeah. but I can assume that he probably will just be out for this, which is which is a big loss for them. He's perennial Pro Bowl offensive lineman, and that was a. It's going to be a big hit for St. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's definitely rough. Yeah. he was. I know he's been good for many years now. He's a little bit up there in age, but definitely still a part of that very good uh, Philadelphia Eagles offensive line. This would have been his ninth season, I believe, if I'm
0: remembering correctly. But, yeah, he's a perennial pro bowler, probably the best on that offensive line. But we'll just, I guess we'll see how how they can hold up without him and, How Carson can hold up, I guess, because we know he already has injury problems, let alone
1: take away his best offensive lineman. Yeah, yeah. That would not be good. Hopefully, I uh, they've drafted offensive linemen in recent years, and that's always something they they put a lot of money into, so hopefully they have a good backup. I'm sure they do, where they can shift it around so it works. It'll be be fine either way.
0: I mean, Philadelphia is not a team that is afraid to spend the big box, so... If it all if it comes down to it, there's probably somebody in free agency they could at least somewhat fill the vacancy, but
1: yeah, are they um, all? Yeah, they all it now. So they might just go out and trade. You know, trade one maybe. Yeah, yes. I, really
0: I mean, the wonders like a fifth round pick can get you in today's NFL.
1: Yeah, I get Clay's Campbell for the six. I think isn't that right? Something, I think
0: something it's, crazy like that. It, uh, it's weird. Yeah. It's like I don't understand how we get trades like this sometimes, where it's like. So you see, like these projected trades that could happen early in the seasons, like Steelers get acquire Leonard Fournette for a fifth round pick. Yeah, if he like, would ever trade Leonard Fournette for a fifth round pick, it's so
1: weird. Unless he's asking for a trade, that's like the only thing. I guess, but like, like even
0: if he's asking for, it, you got to be able to find at least a second round pick. Like he's he's a he, he's a top ten running back type of player. I won't say if he's a top ten on my list. We'll get to that later. But
1: that is today's episode. So, well, have
0: to I mean, keep that a little bit. I mean, I I don't got any more news, so we might as well just jump into uh, it. We we did our right. top ten quarterbacks last, week. so we got our top ten running backs this week with our honorable mention. So, Joe, will you do the honors and and tell us your
1: honorable? Mention? I will do the honors. My honorable mentions was Todd Gurley, Chris Carson, and Le'Veon Bell. Um, Todd Gurley's good, obviously. Um, I think he'll still, I think he'll be good in Atlanta. Um, I hope he gets back to that the MVP like form. He was very good. Um, there's arthritis issues and injury issues there, but you know we can all hope he'll um come back and be better. There's uh, Chris Carson in the Seahawks. That's a very run heavy offense. I think he's good. Um, but I couldn't really think of anyone I'd rather have Chris Carson over in my list. So I just kind of stuck him there. And Le'Veon Bell. Um, I think Le'Veon Bell's Still very good. He's up there in age, and um, he just has he like sells him in a rough situation. There's not really any injury issues there. He's like still a, a talented player. I haven't watched too much Le'Veon Bell Jets plays this year, but um, hopefully he'll take a step forward. I could definitely see him being top ten next year. So you know if if he if he gets the right if that offensive line shapes up to be to be more than it looks like, obviously that high round draft pick is definitely going to make a big difference for him.
0: Well. For one, I'd like to say that this list was significantly harder for me to make than my quarterback's list, namely the number Definitely. 10 spot. I got my one through nine. I got my one through eight ironed out pretty quickly. My ninth spot was soon and My 10th spot took me a very long time to, to decipher. Yeah. But interestingly enough, also, none of our honorable, Oh which was interesting. So I have four honorable. Um, is Leonard Fournette is my one. He along with the next one and Joe Mixon were the two guys that were fighting for the 10th spot, along with the guy that got it, obviously seen a little bit, but it was very tough to leave either of them. But I'll tell you that you see, obviously, he's a guy that does a lot with a little, you know, you're facing, especially this season, Gardner Minshew is the quarterback for the entire season. And you kind of expect Leonard Fournette to get the ball. He still puts up about 1,100 yards. He He doesn't get a lot of touchdowns for whatever reason, but, I mean, he's a, he's a good running back. He's very underrated. Jim Mixon is another guy that does a lot with a little offensive line-wise. Um, um, he, he was an absolute beast in college. The only reason he really fell in the draft was some off-the-field issues. I'm not really going to get into that, but he's a great running back, very underrated. Um, my other two were two guys that played together last year in Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler. Um and Gordon is a guy, um, I think he's solid in the race and now with Denver in that one-two punch with Philip Lindsey. Um, Le'Veon Bell's a guy I could have maybe put on a lot of emotions instead of Gordon, but I put Gordon in. Eckler is just in a great situation there. Uh, Tyra Taylor is not necessarily a gunslinger, so I'm sure Austin Eckler will get his fair share of receptions, and that's something that he was really known for these past couple of seasons, so... We'll see if he's really going to be that workhorse back this season, or if they're going to try to run it like they did last year and I have a little two-two back deal with Eckler and Justin Jackson. But that's my honor.
1: That's a pretty good. pretty good. I know a lot of um a couple of those players on there are on my actual list. A couple of them just didn't make the cut. So I know this is what I've said in the last episode. If you didn't listen to ab- last episode, after you listen to this one, you got to go listen to it. it. Was a it was a banger. I put in uh, more work than I normally do to get that editing nice and sweet. You know. I think I thought it sounded nice. I don't know, but not too many people can really tell because they didn't really listen. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's what I said. That's what I was saying. You know, the honor mentions in like eight through six, you can have like switched up a little bit, but the one through you know five is pretty much pretty much the same for the most part, maybe in a little bit different order. But that being said, my number ten is Leonard Fournette. Um, yes, as you said, he's a player that does a lot with little. He's Offense has been Blake Bortles and like you know, just r- random players on the offensive line. He's sauced on the Steelers in the playoffs and in the regular season. There, yeah, you know, about that. <laughs> that was a brutal game. Um, but yeah, he's a he's a good player. The only reason he wasn't higher there was some injury issues and obviously there's some off-field the field issues with with trade requests and stuff. You never really want that with a running back. Um, I know that's kind of, like, mean to be, like, you know, just have them shut up and do their job. But that's, like, I don't really want a running back that's going to go out and speak out and ask for trades and, and be an the off-the-field issue. It's not, like, worth it. Burnett <laughs> mm-hmm. um, is, is a very talented football player. And if he was in a good situation with a good offensive line, maybe Pittsburgh, maybe – um, <laughs> I know that um, he, he'd definitely be very good and he'd probably behind the list if it wasn't for his – situation at Jacksonville. Yeah, well, like I
0: mentioned, Leonard Fournette was the toughest of the tough. He was actually my number 10 for a long time until probably this morning that I decided to to my number 10, who is Todd Gurley. It was very tough for, to put Gurley over Fournette. It was very tough either way. But looking at the stats, you obviously see Gurley in the past and MVP caliber type of players are running back these past few. Um, you've seen a, a little bit of a stat decline where he got that arthritis after just being the absolute workhorse. He moves to Atlanta. Um, I like the situation. Even you look at last year's stats. When you when you think of Todd Gurley last year, you think of someone that like you know was inju- super injury prone and didn't put up amazing stats. You look at the stats; he only missed like one game. Um, he still had about nine yards. And he had 12 touchdowns, which really stuck off the pin. You look at Leonard Fournette, who had five. Yeah. Gurley is still, he has the cape of being a workhorse, I would say. You to Atlanta, who has a better offensive line lead than, than the Rams. Um, I think, and you're not going to have to see him be a workhorse here because you obviously have Matt Ryan, who, He's slinging that thing down to one of the best receivers in the game, Julio, and a great number two in Calvin Ridley. He brings in Hayden Hurst also. Like, he's not, it's not going to be a situation where you expect Gurley to run the ball a lot, but I'm not, I don't know. I think his numbers should get slightly better. Um, I don't. I don't know. I. I think you see Atlanta as a team that likes to run the ball when they get into the red zone. You see Devontae Freeman's always always had good red zone stats, where guys like Julio Jones never get that many touchdowns. So, um, I like the situation some putting him in spot.
1: Yeah, yeah, I like that too. I. I don't think he's going to be the workhorse. I don't think. Yeah, like you said, I don't think he needs to to get you know tons of uh, touches every game or. Or tons of touches, you know, the whole year long. But he'll definitely be high in touchdowns. His yards might not be the highest, but, but he'll definitely be still be efficient. I think that's what I'm seeing from him. He probably won't miss I think I don't think he's this year. Um, even if he does have the arthritis issues or whatever, you know. Um, I don't think he's those massive reps that is gonna put too much wear and tear on his body, and I think that's what he wants. But moving on to number nine, I have Josh Jacobs. I like Josh Jacobs. He was young, he missed some games, which is a little bit of an issue since it was his first year, but he was getting the rock a lot um, in the Raiders whenever Terrell Williams was injured and they really didn't have anyone to throw the ball to. So that's, um, I think that's the main thing there. Hopefully they won't have to throw the ball to him so many times. Um, I mean, not throw the ball to him so many times, don't have to have him touch the, the ball so many times. Um, but he was very efficient. Um, I'm not sure what his touchdown numbers were, but he, he did great for me in fantasy as well as uh, Austin Eckler. So I know that's um, that's a that's a big thing. That's the only reason I really know a bunch about him. But but he, I'm not sure what his, yeah, like I said, I'm not sure what his touchdown numbers were. But, um, yeah, he's another player. I the, the Texans, I mean, not the Texans, the, um, the Raiders offensive line is not super great. He's not in a great situation, but he still plays good. So that's what I really like that about him. Good player.
0: So as I mentioned to Joe before the episode, Josh Jacobs is also my number nine. Um, obviously, just like you said, as a rookie, I think if you take pure stats, he could be top five. Um, I'm, ha- I'm not going to obviously put him in the top five when you see just the, the production and the value you get from some of these other guys, coupled with the fact that, you know, obviously he had some minor injury problems and obviously he's just a rookie. Um, speaking of Josh Jacobs, I don't, I don't think you, have, yeah, you don't have like an Xbox or a PlayStation or anything. I don't think. But I was playing the new Madden face of the franchise. And I played a lot last, or like right when the game us. And I finished out my first season today. And I was a quarterback that was drafted to Oakland. And uh-huh. I ended up, for one, the stats are absolutely ridiculous that I put up. Like, I had like close to 6,500 passing yards and 80 touchdowns. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I won the league in yard passing yards, passing passer rating, and rushing yards. I won, like, four awards and won the Super Bowl. I was, the stats were insane. But for some reason, the whole season, uh, Josh Jacobs was my number three running back on the depth chart, and he never got the rock. He was behind Doug Martin and Jalen Rashard. And then the next season, I just started today. For whatever reason, Doug Martin and Jalen Rashard are not. And it's just Josh Jacobs. And because he didn't play a lot last he's still a 79 over. Uh He's not that amazing, but for, like, he's average. He just got me, like, an 80-yard touchdown the one game. And, like, he's just – he has his yards per carry. He's got to be sick. Like, it, it, it's insane. But shout-out Josh Jacobs for, for being a good running back on my face the franchise, even though I don't give you the ball very much because I like to get my stats up. But, um, obviously, they, in, <laughs> in all seriousness, he's just a great running back. I think you could see him propel up to, to top five possibly by this next season. Um, he's an absolute snag with the draft position. That's, that's what I got for number nine.
1: Well said. My ass, my number eight is uh, as a player I previously mentioned, Austin Eckler. Um, he was yeah, he was a steal. He was a steal in in uh, my fantasy draft this year. He's a great receiver in the backfield. He's uh, he's a cool guy. I don't really know anything about him like that. Um, as far as I know, I don't think he's has any injury issues whatsoever. But uh, I like him as a player. He's a good runner of the ball. Um, no ball security issues, as far as I know. He checks all the marks, you know, m- marks all the check. I don't know. He checks all the boxes. Yeah, that, that's yeah, what I see. Yeah, yeah. I don't see any issues with him. Um, he he could probably be higher on my list. I like him a lot, and he got a, paid a good bit there. Um, I'll have to see how he does without Melvin Gordon at all. But for the most part, like for the most most part all year, he didn't have Malcolm, Melvin Gordon anyway. Um, because of the holdout, so I don't have any um, issues with him. But like like we said before, when you look at the players above him, he doesn't really like match them in in value or efficiency. I'm not sure. I mean, he's a he's an efficient running back, and I like him in in pretty much all aspects. He just uh, he's good at everything, not great at one thing. So maybe if he like settled down and focused on something, maybe it'd be a little better. I don't know, but you know, just he's a good he's a good player. And I like him a lot, but not as good as the him. <laughs> so, as I mentioned before,
0: Eckler was in my honorable mentions. Uh, he's obviously a great player, great receiver at the backfield. But my number eight is Aaron Jones of the Green Bay Packers. Um, you look at him; he's a, he's a power back. He put up crazy sets, There's in a lot of touchdowns. He's just—he's a workhorse down in Green Bay. Um, he wasn't the the most lethal receiving weapon, obviously, but his production was. Was very great just between the numbers. He's a great. He's just a great power back. He gives Aaron Rodgers everything he wants when you get down to it. With you know, obviously you could ask for a little bit more receiving, but I don't know. I just really like the production you get there. Uh, he's a guy that could have been a Pro Bowler this year. A lot of people thought even, but that's what I'm going with.
1: I, I know. um You're probably telling me. I was looking at my notebook here that has my list on it. I swear I had him on the list, but uh he doesn't seem to be on on it. So. I don't know. He, I agree with him. He he's a great player. I'd uh, probably sitting around eight or nine for me as well. But uh, that's, yeah, that's weird. I I swear he was on the list, or at least on my honorable mentions, as like a very close to being top ten. Yeah, I like Aaron Jones a lot. Um, for all the reasons that you said, I'm not gonna rehash it. But yeah, that's weird. I huh? <laughs> I swear he was on my list. But um, on number for number seven, I had Nick Chubb of the Cleveland Browns. That's probably a little high for you. I'm not even sure if he's um on your list we haven't mentioned him um I like him he was paired with Kareem Hunt last year and it went very well um he was very high on the league I like on Instagram the NFL always posts like top five leaders in each yard you know you see those all the time he was like really high the whole year um he was the real backbone of that Browns offense so was pretty um crazy (laughs) with Baker Mayfield (laughs) It definitely, um, sorry. Uh, it definitely went pretty well for him, and he's got Tyler, Taylor Lamon this year, so he should take a step forward. Um, he's another player. I I like him in all aspects. Maybe I mean he's he's got he's a great uh, threat for long runs and everything. I'm sorry, I'm rambling on. I'm tired today, um, <laughs> but you get the picture. You get the picture. I like Nick Chubb. So uh,
0: I'm not going to say too much about Nick Chubb. You said you didn't know if he was on my list, but Nick Chubb is also my number seven. Uh, <laughs> I, um, I loved him in Cleveland. He was a guy that led the league in rushing for, like, the entire year up until, like, week 17. And I want to say he might have got been a third, actually. I I'm not 100% sure, but I know he's number one the whole way through. Yeah, but like right. you said, he was just he was a bright spot on that Cleveland offense that was stagnant, very free. Um, Baker Mayfield just couldn't seem to get things going with his with his stud receivers last season. Hopefully that'll change. Obviously, like you mentioned, the the line gets a little better. They had Joel Batonio, who's a great offensive lineman. They bring in Jack Conklin and um, Jedrick Wills out of the draft. Um, That line is looking actually a lot more solid than it has in any time I can remember, apart from back in the Joe Thomas. Um, But hopefully Baker can get something going there. Like uh, Chubb should be able to have a lot more production. Um, Obviously, he's kind of splitting carries with Kareem Hunt. I think if he wasn't, you could definitely see him leave the league in rushing yards. But, uh, yeah, that's, I mean, there's not much more to say
1: that you haven't already mentioned. So, there's Nick Chubb, my number seven.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: Yeah, I agree with all that. That's, that's kind of crazy. I didn't think I didn't think he'd be on your list for some reason. But I, I guess where we uh, we think alike in that aspect. My number six is Dalvin Cook of the Minnesota Vikings. So, um, if it wasn't for his injury issues, he'd probably be higher. He's a very efficient running back, great receiver out of the backfield. Back he was a vital part of that Vikings offense this year. That was kind of similar to the Browns in, in some ways. They're a little volatile, um, with two great receivers and the quarterback having some struggles at time. At times, you know, Kirk Cousins is definitely not um is definitely not Baker Mayfield. They're two different people. And they're I would probably say Kirk Cousins is better, um, as by our quarterback rankings in last episode. <laughs> but you know, it, it the whole offense kind of revolved around him. If it just, I wish his injury issues weren't a thing. He hasn't seen, like I don't think he's ever played more than uh, sixteen games. I mean, not more than ten games. I'm not really sure, but I know he missed he played some played games. Lo- he played most of the games. I want to say he played like 13. I that yeah, was right. He he has he missed some games this year, so it wasn't that bad. Um, he he's a very good player, definitely a very good player. But it you know he's in a great situation. <laughs> Everything kind of plays in his favor, favor. There's only one. There's only Adam Thielen there now, not Stephen Diggs, so maybe he'll get some more touches this year. Who knows? But it's really the injury issues for me that, that pushed him down on the list. Well, I was
0: going to say, before you um, mention your number six, I was going to say that I thought we were going to have the running backs just going out to number one. But we do not, because oh. my number six is Alvin Kamara from the Saints. Um, cool. he's obviously be the most back in this league he also has had a little bit of injury concern he was kind of that one-two punch with Mark Ingram last season, or two seasons again now I guess technically until Mark Ingram left for Baltimore um, I don't know I think Alvin could be maybe like a top two running back in this league if Sean Payton would be willing to just kind of make him the workhorse back obviously they don't really want to do that they want with elusive guys you know sometimes that's kind of just give them the whole workload and Sean Payton's really done that with him He's kind of taking the load off of his shoulders. You kind of expect that probably after this season, whenever Jube's retires, most likely, you'll see Alvin Kamara kind of get an uptake of carries. But uh, I'm not too sure. He's definitely one of the most talented running backs in this league. There, there's not much to say. He's a receiving threat, a threat either. I mean, there's not much to say he's a solid blocker. He's kind of a do-it-all kind of guy, and I think if they gave him, he could be top three.
1: Yeah, so um, I agree with you. I just have him a little bit higher on the list at number five, Alan Kamara. Um, he, has. he said, that he's, he's probably, in my opinion, he's probably the most elusive running back in the NFL. Um, the, the, the definitely thing about him, to me, is just how efficient he is. His yards per carry is always through the roof. Um, a great receiver out of the backfield. And it's with a guy like Drew Brees, who doesn't always have the biggest arm. Those uh, check down routes are kind of a go-to. So that's why Alvin Kamara's fantasy value is always so high. But um, I I don't want to say the same things over and over again. Like you said, he's just a do-it-all guy. Uh, As far as I know, there are no injury issues. So that's a big deal to me. Um, that's, That's another thing. He'd definitely be higher. On my list, if there like, he never gets like the bulk of the touches, obviously, with Latavius Tavis Murray last year, and then it was Mark Ingram before. So, you know, if he, they let him go wild, who knows, like, who knows what really happened? I think it would go good. I'm a big Album Kamara fan, but um, as you said, Sean Payton doesn't really want to do that. So, I'll listen to the man and <laughs> I won't tell him how to do his job. So. Um,
0: I guess our number six and number five were flip flopped because my number five is Dalvin Cook of the Minnesota Vikings. If you would have asked me through probably week eight who the number one running back in the NFL is, I would have said Dalvin Cook. Obviously, I mean, this season, not like overall. I mean, like last season, it would have been through week eight, in my opinion. Um, obviously, he saw a little bit of injury this season, which wasn't amazing, but it was all towards the end of the season. Last season, he probably about the whole season, it might have been the entire season, I'm not sure. He's a guy that has some issues, not good, but a big part of that Viking offense. Probably the best player on that offense last season, I would say. Um, I mean, there, there's not too much to say with him. He's he, he's a guy that can give you 100 yards. He can be touchdowns. He's he can be that workhorse back. But those are really what's kind of bogging him down. In my-
1: yeah. So yeah, we were thinking of like there. Um, yeah, that's interesting that we have them flip flopped That's it. This, I like this. Uh, I'm sorry. I like this list. I think. I mean, this uh, series. It really shows what we, like, prioritize in a player. Obviously, you, like, for running back, you like a little bit someone who's making more of an impact. But I like someone who's going to be there all the time, you know. You don't have to worry about him, like, snaps and he's going to be efficient. You don't have to make him the the centerfold of your offense. But uh, that kind of contradicts us here because I have Ezekiel Elliott at number four. I mean, I guess it doesn't really contradict him. He's, as far as I know, he's another player. I haven't really heard of him having too many injuries. I know there was some uh, suspension, uh, yeah, suspension issues towards the beginning, maybe year two or, or year three, uh, but he's a great player, and he's definitely is, is shown that Dak is not as good when he doesn't have Zeke, so um, I know he definitely is the workhorse. Um, I haven't heard of him being a crazy receiver out of the backfield. I'm sure he, he's a capable receiver out of the backfield. Um I know he's he's less of a he has a little bit less touches nowadays that now that there's uh, Tony Pollard who's making a an impact in the second string. Um, So I guess his fantasy value goes down a little bit there, but not crazy not crazy to me. I'd still take Zeke if I had the if I'd like the third pick. um, I'd probably take Zeke unless there's like you know Christian McCaffrey on the board or something. I don't know. I I try a little bit. I like Zeke. Um, He's obviously an interesting character. So. He's a, he'd definitely be a fun player to have on the team. That's for sure.
0: Well, my number four is also Ezekiel Elliott. I'm I can pretty much infer that our next three will be the yep. same. Um, <laughs> Zeke is my number four. Like he, I mean, like you said, he's a he's a workhorse back there. He's a he's a four down back. Uh, he's missed some time, but not with injuries. Uh, most of his time have been off the field issues, suspensions and such, or holdouts, other things of the sort. But when he's on the field, he is one of the most productive running backs, and the- he's just. Now uh, he's great all around. he's more of a power back, you could say, but he's plowing people over he's got a good bit of elusiveness in him obviously towards the Steelers in that one crazy game versus the Cowboys, where he got the bling touch to say uh, he's I'll definitely a character <laughs> he um i mean, I don't know he's just an amazing running back, I think. obviously, if he has a little bit less off the field issue, I might put him a little higher on this list, but I'm not saying anything you haven't already said, so
1: yeah, I like Zeke. <laughs> Uh, yeah, like you said, we def- I'm, I can almost guarantee we have the, the rest of the list the exact same. Uh, number three, I have Derrick Henry. <laughs> so I, I can assume we have the same list now. Um, yeah, Derrick Henry, King Henry as his nickname is. He's a, he's a cool player. I like him. He's definitely the workhorse for that Tennessee Titans offense, this, but the, the offense. Hill obviously got paid a lot of money, but I don't – he's not going to be good without (laughs) Derrick Henry, in my opinion. So, um, Derrick Henry is like the epitome of a power running back. He'll stiff arm truck, you know, do whatever he wants. He's obviously had two 99 yard touchdowns in his career. If I remember correctly, I know he at least has one. Um, they're insane runs to watch. They're very, they're very fun. He's a fun, he's definitely a fun player to watch. Um, I sense some durability issues in the coming years because, like, he just gets halfback dives over and over again. So, <laughs> he, you know, rough on his body. So he might not be the best, like, future pick if you want him for making this pick, you know, for, like, five years in the future, who we think is going to be super good. R- running backs come coming go. But, but I think for now he's definitely still very capable, very, very good, and my number three running back.
0: I think we all saw it coming, Derrick Henry, three running back. The last kid. Um, Obviously, he's a crazy power back. He's a humongous dude. He absolutely put the entire Titans team on his back in the playoffs. Lovely in rushing this year. Uh, like you mentioned, Tannehill got a fat contract, but all he really does is hand it off to to Derrick Henry. I do have a little bit of his durability. You see running backs that get that many touches two seasons around the second season. Their production tends to dip at least a little bit. Um, I would be... A little bit nervous about his production. He's not the biggest of receiving threats, but he's a power back. Obviously, elusivity is not the the greatest. He's not the most elusive of guys. He's not the fastest of guys, but no one's gonna run you over like Derrick Henry.
1: Yeah, or like the Earl Thomas stiff arm. That that was a meme for weeks. <laughs> you can stiff arm Earl Thomas. They can look that stupid. You got my respect, my instant respect. Um, so my number two is Saquon Barkley. Saquads. <laughs> Um, uh, it pains me to put a, a Penn State graduate that high. I'm not sure if he graduated, but a Penn State player. Well, number two, it's funny
0: because my number two running back is the West Virginia running back Wendell Small. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, There's no Wendell Small. Shoot.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Saquon Barkley. There was he missed some games this year, not a crazy amount. I'm not really worried about his durability issues as much as as Derrick Henry's, um, Saquon Barkley is definitely going to have an interesting future with, uh, Daniel Jones and their, you know, that young squad. I think it'll be very interesting to see how that goes. Um, but, but Saquon's going to be leaned on in the next couple of years while Daniel Jones develops and, and stuff. So I think, uh, Saquon is insane. He's another power runner type player. Um, but you know, we saw him catch the, the flea flicker, or not the flea flicker, the, the fake pass from Odell. So, we you know, he can receive the ball. Um, but he'll definitely see, see some more. I feel like he'll see more success with Eli Manning completely out of the mix, as much as I hate to say it, I like Eli Manning. But as he got older, him, you know, he kind of lost his touch a little bit. And I think I'll, I'll be very happy to see um, Saquon Barkley this year with a full year with Daniel Jones and see what they can really do together.
0: So my number two. Saquon Barkley, you saw that come. He is probably far and away my favorite running back. I absolutely love Saquon Barkley. Um, Like I said, I'm dying to see him and Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes, play together some more. I think it was great when they played together. He had a little bit of injuries, injury issues this season, but really not a lot to make me super concerned with him. Um, he's, He's a guy that can do it all probably running back in this league. You know, he can he can, he can can blow over you. He can jump over you. He can juke you out of your shit and catch it over your head. There's, like, nothing that Saquon can do. I absolutely love him. If you put the rock in his hands, you will 100% will win games if you were to give him the ball every play. Um, <laughs> I love Saquon Barkley. Um, I'm excited to see his future in New York, if that's where he stays for the rest of his career. Um, like I said, my favorite running back, there's really nothing you can't do. I think by next season, he will be the best running back in the league.
1: Yeah, yeah. I love Saquon. Um, I think I like he's an underrated leader in that team with, um, you know, a team that's kind of been falling apart. There's obviously going to be a new head coach this year and Joe Judge, the New England Patriots special teams coordinator. So we'll have to see how he utilizes him. I think he'll do it the right way. I think Joe Judge is going to be a good coach. Um, maybe get a Super Bowl too, see how he can develop. Players, but I I think he'll be pretty good. Um, And obviously, my number one running back is James (laughs) Conner. I I gotta gotta make this joke the whole time, just have like the number one player be random. No, obviously, it's Christian McCaffrey. Um, He was the the Carolina Panthers offense last year. He's only gonna get better with Teddy Bridgewater, in my opinion, Um, getting tons of passes out of the backfield. Um, Christian McCaffrey is like the ultimate weapon offensive weapon he can play wide receiver you know running back you know whatever you want him to do he'll go out and do it he, like you said just like you said about Saquon if you give him the ball like every single play I can almost guarantee you he's gonna win the game you know I like I like him. I think he's from Sanford which is kind of a smaller college so I was skeptical skeptical on how he would do in the next level but he's turned out well um so it's yeah That's pretty straightforward. Christian McCaffrey, number one running back. Um, Yes, I
0: have to agree with you. Christian McCaffrey, CMC at the number one spot. Like you said, he's another guy. um, He can receive. He can run He had over 1,000 rushing yards and over 1,000 receiving yards. He's also crazy elusive. I'd still probably put him second to Alvin Kamara, like you said before. But he's a very elusive kind of guy. Um, You just look at his stats this season. He was far and away the best running back in the league. There's really nothing you can say about him. Um, I mean... It'll be nice to see him with a little bit more capable of a quarterback to where the defense isn't going to be expecting him to run the ball just about every play. Um, I don't know. There's, there's not much really to say with this. I think he probably deserved Offensive Player of the Year, in my opinion. Obviously, Michael Thomas won it. We can all make our cases for who should have won. I would have given it to McCaffrey. That's who I voted for. But best running back in the league. There's not much really else to say about it. So. Mm-hmm.
1: This was a good list. This definitely took more thought. Then the quarterback one, in my opinion, um, yeah, it definitely it did. I really thought ours would be different, but it did turn out it, to be uh. Like, it was
0: pretty similar. I, They've both been similar.
1: Yeah, and especially in like the higher parts. Um, <laughs> um, but I do apologize. We had to record a little bit later. This is a little bit low energy. I apologize. I'm very tired. Today. Uh, I'm yawning um, like a maniac out here. <laughs> yeah, uh, we might have to cut this a little bit short. I know my parents have been texting me, and telling me that they need my help uh doing stuff so we don't need to cut out right now but yeah you know, i think i think wide receivers is going to be pretty similar if you've listened to any episode of mm-hmm. uh Joe Show, you will definitely know what the number one receiver is going to be but you if will. you're a new listener um i feel like i don't want to give, I won't give it but, away but
0: just listen to just about any other episode and you'll you'll know it but we have by yeah. the way made a, an agreement that we will not be including my main man, Antonio Brown, on the list. Um, just because he hasn't been in the league for a year. If he gets signed by tomorrow, but mm-hmm. I don't anticipate that. Um, before we get off, I don't know. Before the episode ends, we at least got to go through. Give a little recap. of So mm-hmm. at number 10, I have Todd Gurley. Number nine, Josh Jacobs. Number eight, Aaron Jones. Number seven, Nick Chubb. Number six, Alvin Kamara. Number five, Dalvin Cook. Number four, Ezekiel Elliott. Reed, Derek Henry. Number two, Saquon Barkley, and number one, Christian McCaffrey.
1: Good list. My number ten was Leonard Fournette. Number nine, Josh Jacobs. Number eight, Austin Eckler. Number seven, Nick Chubb. Number six, Dalvin Cook. Number five, Alvin Kamara. Number four, Ezekiel Elliott. Number three, uh, Derrick Henry. Number two, Saquon Barkley, and number one, Christian McCaffrey. So I think you awesome. can you can breathe of our lists. Um, I don't think they're not too similar that uh, we should be getting crazy Instagram comments on how bad my list was. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll leave you some DNA, but um, once again,
0: they're kind of similar when you get up there to like top three, top four. I think that's how you're gonna see. I'm sure next week our top three will be the same. Maybe our top four. I think I have my top five um, in my mind, unless there's people I'm forgetting. But obviously, I'll go through and make my official predictions by the next episode. Um, but in my mind, I have the top five. After that, it gets kind of tough. Just like every episode, I put in my top five. I get about gotta like make some tough mental decisions for six through ten. But I think I've got it kind of ironed out.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty much the same. I'm sure it will be. Um, I think for for wide receiver to me, it depends a little bit more on what position you like, what the uh, the position is around you. I think that's more important to run it to a, a wide receiver than pretty much any other position. Um, they're definitely. I feel like they're definitely really talented wide receivers that aren't getting you know, the recognition that that they would if they were in a good uh, position. I think Judith Miss Schuster was a perfect example last year, how he was a, like a dominant the year before. I um, mean, and then the the main target, Anthony Brown, goes and Big Ben gets injured, so you know he's not distracted, and the quarterback can't throw them those really accurate balls. So you have to see how. Um, how his production went down. So, um, I'll definitely be looking into the team around players a little bit more. Um, but, yeah, that...
0: I'm, I'm with you. It's going to be, you're going to have to look at, you know, the number two guy if your guy's number one, I assume. I can't think of any like dual threat receivers that both might make the list apart from maybe Beckham and Landry could both make the list and sneak in there. Maybe. Godwin and Evans probably actually might make, might both make the top 10, actually.
1: Maybe, um, yeah. I don't think I put line, I don't think I put Landry, but I think I definitely see Godwin and uh, Evans making the list. I don't, yeah, no, I don't think it. about it. I
0: probably will put them both in there, but um, the, the situation is definitely a big thing when you look at receivers. More so, I guess offensive linemen equates to to running backs a little bit more, but definitely when you look at the situation around an an offensive player, like. Maybe you go to a team like the Washington Redskins, scary Terry McLaurin. Not that I was going to put him on my top ten, but you look at him, and there's no one else on that receiver-wise this season. So I look at him, and I'm not going to draft him first two rounds of fantasy because obviously <laughs> you, you focus your whole attention on that offense to Terry McLaurin and maybe Darius Geist, maybe if he can stay on the field for more than a few games this season.
1: That's I feel bad for him. I had high hopes for him. I know a lot of the Steelers— I thought this either we were going to draft him. Um, but he's had some um, – definitely probably the two roughest rookie years for running back <laughs> I've ever so. – I mean, you drafted
0: the Washington Redskins. Like, I don't blame him for having some tough years. I'd have some tough years there even if I was the best running back in the league.
1: Yeah, they're a rough team. The Redskins should just relocate at this point. <laughs> I just pray with everything in me that Trevor Lawrence is not a Redskin
0: after next season. That but would – if- predictions for the season come true then he will be most likely but I hope he's not I hope I'm not true because I love Trevor Lawrence as a prospect and Redskins are my least favorite team and I would really like to see him go just about anywhere else to be honest
1: (laughs) I would I could uh I can most likely say he'll go number one to pretty much any team that's number one because he'll be an upgrade to like any team at quarterback because he. well, I know in my predictions, I had the Jaguars at 1 and 15. <laughs> so, my guess is that if uh, my predictions are right, he'll probably be going number one to the Jaguars. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think I had him. I had the Redskins at 2 and 14. So yeah. I think that's where he's going to go if my memory, or if my list ends up coming true. He would go to the Redskins, sadly. I hope that's not the case, but yeah. You never know. Maybe they'll take Justin Fields first overall.
1: You maybe. Know. Who knows? Yeah. I mean there's yeah, there's still a whole year of, uh, of college football. So who knows what could really happen. Yeah, as soon as
0: Trevor Lawrence to Pittsburgh.
1: Everyone I, like everybody thought Tua was going number one overall this year. And then obviously uh Joe Burrow shot up there, so who knows? There might be some some crazy player that no one no one expected Joe Burrow mm-hmm. to go number one at the end of the year, so maybe there'll be some new player that, that comes out of the blue.
0: Maybe, maybe we get the Justin Fields. Or, like, honestly, I'm not aware of that many. we right, right now, they like yeah. all went in the draft, but you get their so Justin Fields and, you know number one overall, please. If only if the Redskins get it. Like, I don't even know what other yeah. team I'd want to get it. The Jaguars could be cool. If the Jaguars are like the Bears or something, grow. Yeah. Throw a Trevor in there. Not Definitely. that the Bears are very likely, but who knows? Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, I hate I hate to just kinda of cut the show off in a in a blur like this, but I don't wanna put anyone to sleep. I don't I'm feel like I'm gonna fall asleep. Um Me too. and yeah, I'm I do not want my parents, so <laughs> um, I'll I'll be seeing you around. Sorry, yes, my sir. bad. You go on. Yes, sir. We got our receivers list
0: next week or next episode. I always say next next episode. But hopefully that will be a little bit more volatile of a list. I anticipate it being not as similar. As these ones, but the top three will still probably change just like every other. There's
1: there's a lot more wide receivers that are like on the field. There's n- not there's never three running backs on the field, you know. So uh-huh. there's more wide receivers to choose from. Maybe maybe we should yeah, abolish the rule of no free agents. Um, so we can put in some Eli Rogers. <laughs> Ooh, Eli. <no> <laughs> be, obviously that's a joke, but yeah. we'll we'll see we'll see uh, on this uh, this will be uh this will be so we're recording this on Tuesday but you will, will be listening to it on Tuesday and um, then we'll record on, on Wednesday for Thursday and then we'll record on Friday for Saturday so we'll be done with the offense by the end of this week so it'll be interesting we're flying by this show is flying by we're already on episode 12 and uh, it's a fun time this episode was a little bit tiring we recorded it late but um, if you listen to this whole thing this whole show, you might get a little bit of a surprise at the end. Me and Colton know what it is. Um, have a good day, everybody. And I really hope uh, this doesn't put you put you to sleep whenever you're listening to it. I I apologize. I'm young, like five, just trying to talk through
0: it, but yeah, it ain't no secret, it ain't no secret, it's out. But
1: yeah, uh, signing off. Peace out. Peace.